What's up, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of Talk Talk Punch. Thanks so much for joining us. Now, whether you're watching us here on YouTube or listening in on the audio version of TalkTalkPunch.com or wherever you get your podcast, please consider subscribing and make sure you come back here every Wednesday to see what we're talking about. Kind of like this week's topic of HBO, the home box office. I am Brody Hansen, joined as always by Charlie Hickman. Charlie, how are you doing? Brody, I am so excited to be here with you and a special shout out to all of those taking the time to, to watch or listen. Uh, we appreciate it and we're excited to talk a little HBO hot Brody. Oh my. Oh my. Yep. Or oh Brody handsome. Oh Brody handsome. Oh, Brody handsome. So handsome. All right. So this week, Charlie, HBO. Now this is a big HBO. one. This is a big one for you. You have quite a history with HBO. It's true. It's true. Uh, I was more not so alive. than me. I was not alive when HBO actually launched. Uh, it launched uh, end of like November, the end of 1972. So, and it was not a it was not the HBO that we know today, where it was doing this 24 hour wall to wall programming. It was like event based programming. Uh, in fact, the very first thing, Brody, a little trivia for you, okay. that it ever uh, telecast was a boxing. hockey game. Oh, I figured. Bo- I figured boxing it was the. The New York Rangers against the Vancouver Canucks. So, you know, live from Madison, Madison Square Garden, you can win a bar bet with that. Hard, hard to win, hard to win trivia contests anymore with a, you know, with cell phones everywhere. But they had, they, they had hockey in Madison Square Garden. Okay, so you can win two bar bets with that, because uh, Brody, Brody, especially you can win all, all sorts of hockey bets against Brody, who uh, is not a, a big hockey guy, though he looks like he would be the kind of person who watched a lot of hockey is not a hockey fan. Madison Square Garden, historical as a wrestling venue. Yeah, and there are other sports that have been there, Brody. <laughs> hard, hard, hard to believe, I know it. Most, mostly known, famous for its wrestling. It has hosted a few other uh, things from time to time. So, uh, <laughs> To me, it's famous for wrestling. <laughs> I don't know what else it does. <laughs> a a second little bit of trivia for you. The first non-sports event that uh, HBO ever broadcast was okay. in 1973, and it was the Pennsylvania Polka Festival, a three-hour-long event of a polka festival. I don't know if that I, I should have looked to available? see if that was on YouTube. I it's, it's not on HBO Max. I did look on HBO not Max. Why not HBO? I, let's write some letters. Let's start a campaign. I want I want the Allentown Fairgrounds. I want it lit up with polka music, and I, I want to experience 1973. What it was like to be at a polka festival. <laughs> 1973. Uh, <laughs> man man i'm i'm surprised that hbo is that old i it's it, yeah yeah hey older than us bro that's always a good thing uh so whenever we can find things in this world that uh that we are younger than i always feel a little good about that sure in fact it was now i i had hbo growing up and when i was growing up it, it had transitioned from kind of this event ba- event-based programming and then Later on in the '70s, it was it was doing movies like the, the whole idea of home box office, uh, of bringing movies from the box office to yeah. your home, right? A very self-explanatory sure, thing. Sure. But commercial-free films is doing like four four or so like you know newish newish movies that you could watch at your house without commercial interruption, uh, which by the way is so, like a mundane thing now, but very cool. Like back then, mind-blowing as a matter of fact that you could watch like recently released theatrical films from the comfort of your couch. Yeah. Uh, I was talking to a, a guitar student about, uh, you know, we we're talking about music and how, you know, certain, there's certain musical patterns now that are, are, are kind of like passe and boring because we just heard them so often. But there was a time 
there was a time where like someone did the, that for the first time and I made a, a reference to like the first knock knock joke and how you know it's been around for so long that somewhere but somewhere there was like the first guy or gal to ever say knock knock and someone's like who's there and it was like the magic like oh Bill, get over here! You gotta hear what this guy—he did a knock knock, and then a who's there? And like, yo, get over here! And and then, sure enough, I looked it up, and in like the 1930s, there was like this whole slew of articles written about the knock knock joke craze. So really? like in, in the 1930s, it swept the nation. Knock knock jokes everywhere. So and as we as we uh, you know, Bernard, we're talking. We have a streaming episode we'll do uh, in the future, but like you know, with the nine to 15 different streaming uh, services, so there are so many. So <laughs> this many. idea of like commercialist uh you know television and movies isn't so you know it's, it's it's pretty much standard now but there was a time there was a time that was really mind-blowing uh, and that time was my childhood in the 80s uh you know getting to kind of grow up with uh you know hbo films and and tv now you you did not right is that fair? well so i remember my parent they must have had hbo like really briefly and and in that brief time they probably just recorded all the movies like on VHS, because I remember watching movies. You know, it, I'm, I'm sorry to interrupt you, but but can you explain? Because that that my parents did that too. But can, can you explain the novelty? Because people, you know, the people there are people that are watching, and I and I that have never seen a VCR or a VHS, and have no idea why you would ever record. So explain a little bit. Oh about, man, about so you'd have like this giant cartridge about that big, <laughs> and you would you would put it in this machine, and it would like magically disappear, and then you would have to push record. And it would record whatever was on the TV. And, you know, me, like, in the 90s, as I recorded my cartoons, you know, I would I would record it, and then a commercial would come on, and I'd have to pause it, and then I'd have, have to try to remember to, to re, you know, re-enable the recording when it came off card, uh, the commercials. And every once in a while, mm -hmm. you'd forget to re-record and so then you would miss this whole section and you'd be all frustrating but <laughs> but you, you would record whatever was was coming through the vcr on, onto like a film inside the the vcr um and the vhs tape but my my parents would record the movies and so i have this very vivid memory of watching movies on vhs that they had recorded and so they would always start with mm -hmm. the neon Flying through the HBO, the do 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 you know, and and it zooms out. It's like, and so for me, that was that's almost like as iconic as like the 21st century Fox fanfare, you know, because it was just like that was in front of all the movies that I would watch as a kid, and so like that is like burned into my brain. But but I don't. I don't remember having HBO, certainly not growing up as I, as I got older into my teens and stuff like that. We didn't mm -hmm. have HBO. And so um, I, I didn't see really any of the older shows. I didn't really see much HBO until like adulthood when things gotcha. like Game of Thrones were coming out and, and stuff like that, you know? And, and to me, HBO was always like, okay, HBO is that transition spot from theaters, HBO, and then TBS, you know, like or whatever, right. whatever <laughs> channel it shows up on. USA, because, yeah. Yeah, you know, that, that was the next step was like theaters, HBO, you know, slash assortment of movie channel, and then it wound up on TV. So, so that was kind of my HBO 
experience for the most part. And, I, and I've, I've seen some stuff here and there, you know, as, I, as I've kind of caught up. And I have HBO Max now. And so I, I can see stuff. But, but there's a lot of history. There's a lot of shows. A lot of shows, a lot that, of have, shows. that have, like, a lot of seasons. And it's intimidating. And for people that have that have watched this, know that that when I see a show and it's like this show has eight seasons, I'm like, I don't have time for eight seasons. But don't think don't you you, you think of it wrong. You think, you think, you're looking, well, you're looking at the totality of something, and you're thinking, oh man, well, oof, eight seasons. That's a lot. So you're gonna end up watching. If it was like eight one-season shows that weren't very good, you're gonna. If it's eight good seasons, it's not gonna feel like a chore to watch them. It's gonna be a treat. And look, we're gonna go through the history of some of the ones that I've seen. Some of my favorites. Sure. There's a sure. few. There's look. I got a few gaps as well. Like there's. Uh, I think I can directly point to like the years that I was missing HBO. Uh, <laughs> and, there, and there's like some some shows that I just I I I missed. Um, but it was a like these shows weren't just shows. These were events and like cultural phenomenons. Um, you know, it went from a place where you could watch, you know, recently, uh, you know, in the 80s, it would show, you know, I remember watching Back to School and, and like, you know, movie, just movies like that, like on the, you know, oh, this, how I got into college and, you know, these just random 80s films um, and, and then all these stand-up comedy specials and things, yeah. you know, sporting events, bo- a lot of boxing. A lot of boxing. You know, like, and that, and it, like HBO was a big boxing thing. That's why I thought that boxing, boxing was like their start when you mentioned uh the sports but yeah not just boxing but you know and then but it was really like the original television programming that kind of changed and it changed a lot not just for hbo but like the whole i think the whole landscape of television as we know it today with like just the different cable networks that have uh come on with their own original programming as well as other streaming services we'll we'll talk a little bit about later but all right bro i'm gonna give you a little a little rundown okay and we're gonna break these into some different categories run me down we want to talk about we got to talk about hbo dramas because that's like the thing hbo dramas are the thing now the first like real hbo drama that i watched was oz now are you familiar with oz have you heard of oz it's a prison show it is a prison show uh and it, it ran from like 1997 to 2003 so you know not not, not a ton of seasons there come on seven to 2003 okay yeah right i to watch it was like seven seasons did you watch it when it was you didn't yeah, watch it when it was, it was coming out yeah, yeah. I, not only did I watch it kind of like live on it, like I watched it live on HBO. There were no DVRs uh, when in the '90s uh, when this was on, so it wasn't like I could just set my my cable box to record. Um, Brody, while I'm talking, look up when, when was when did the DVR like when was TiVo and, and the DVR? When did that get invented? I think that was uh, about 2002. All right, look that up for me. Uh, so I would watch what I could watch when it was on. If I and if I missed it. Uh, I would go back. I, I own I own Oz on DVD, so I own all the kind of Oz DVDs. Uh, it was a dark and gritty prison show. Uh, you got a lot of like full frontal uh, male nudity, a lot of uh, you know a lot of violence, a lot of a lot of murder. Uh, it was very gratuitous, and I absolutely loved it. There was nothing like it on television. <laughs> uh, it was it was like really well acted. Uh, it just it was. It was just mind blowing at the time. Like it was just a really cool, like well done. I feel like it was really over the top. I like a lot of these shows, and we'll talk about how well I think they've held up over the years, and we can debate that. Um, but like J.K. Simmons, who we we've, we've talked about, 
he is fantastic. He was like one of the big stars of that show. You got Ernie Hudson, you know, Lee Turgeson, uh, Dean Winters, uh, you know, uh, Terry Kinney, uh, Harold Perrineau, um, you know, Iman Walker, just like just people who had like not really nice careers for themselves. Um, uh, that you know, B.D. Wong, uh, uh, I don't know, other people. I, I, I go on, and probably probably most of these names are like, who are these people? But you would know them if you saw them. You know J.K. Simmons. I that's know J.K. Simmons. Sure. I know J.K. Simmons. You know Harold Perrineau. You know, like uh, from Lost. Yeah. Yeah, okay. You know him. He was like the narrator. Okay. Uh, he was and he was just fantastic in the show. Um, All right. So so the DVR first came out, appeared on the market in 1999. Okay. And that was TiVo, right? Was it? So I wonder uh, if like, rep- people come to- Replay TV and TiVo were, were okay. the two. Now, I, as far as my memories of when TiVo really started taking off was around that 2002 or so when it was like yeah. this really kind of premiere like extra thing you know that cable companies didn't had you had to like buy it separately and it was really expensive and yeah um, so but but 1999 is when it first appeared on the market yeah well we and we certainly didn't have a tivo and we we you know i think we got the dvr at some point in the 2000s uh when it was more reasonable now um, now you were watching oz when it came out and that ran Correct. from when? 97 to 2003. See, I, I lived with you for part of that, but I don't, I don't ever remember watching Oz. So this was, and, and my, look, my older sister and I uh, both watched this, and uh, I, I think oddly enough, we both, I think we both owned the DVDs. We did not, we did not do a good job as a family of <laughs> buying, purchasing like one, one set of DVDs. So, she, so there's a lot of crossover with, uh, with some of this HBO uh, content, some other shows where she's got her DVDs, I got my DVDs, and you know, so we're just living in a house with like you know th- two different versions of, of like a lot of these shows. So uh, I, I don't know how I missed that one if if I was living with you, but you didn't watch look we're, we're gonna, the, the the years of these shows because like I religiously watched The Sopranos and you swear you've never seen an episode of that that debuted in '99, that was like. And I was living Prime with I was I was for sure Brody, I, living with you in 1999, so, so I, I I'm not really sure where you were at. I don't but. know what I was. I must have been watching wrestling or something. You you know you were probably like, I'm going to watch Sopranos, and I'm like I'm going to play WWF No Mercy. So the, my the, my my buddy one of my really close I'm going to friends. play Seaman. That's what I was doing. I was playing Seaman. Yeah, Brody's in the in the bedroom playing as Seaman. Uh, link to our video game episode where I talk about Seaman. Oh gosh, yeah, everybody talks about it. It's all, it's a very odd episode. Uh, but Dave and I would watch these. Uh, Dave would always come over, um, you know, my, my friend who- He loved uh, Sopranos. He he loved The Sopranos. He was all about that. May he, may he rest in peace. Uh, she's a beautiful soul, but we would, we would get together and we'd watch, on Sunday nights, we'd watch whatever was debuting on HBO. We watched some Oz together. We watched the, basically the totality of The Sopranos or Six Feet Under. Um, the Wire. Uh, we watched Carnival together. These are all all this kind of like. I don't this remember is like the sweet any spot of that. From like '97 to like 2008 or so, uh, was was basically like I watched everything that HBO did. Like whatever whatever show it was. <laughs> no recollection. I watched it. I must have been asleep. <laughs> uh, you, it's possible. I mean, like, you you. I know you, you. Like you're a working man. You're a video game man. I I don't know. I don't know why we we, we put these together. But you hate. Look, you hate TV. Just be honest. I don't hate TV. It, 
I you don't. You've always hated TV. I haven't. But I love wrestling. Brody, it's not TV. It's HBO. It's I, HBO. I, oh my! Did you see what they did in The Sopranos last week? Oh man! I mean, it was like the, look. There have been a lot of water cooler shows. You know, I I forced you to watch Twin Peaks with me. That I, I know. I know. I sat you down and I made you watch VHS tapes. Yes. Of, of Twin Peaks. That we and would. That, that we. An HBO that, show. That we would rent from Tower Records because they were the only oh, place that had it. Uh, <laughs> that would have been if that had been on HBO. That would have been a game show. David Lynch in the early '90s with the Twin Peaks on HBO. It would have been fire. Oh my gosh. Um, but uh, yeah, there was the, the, like. There were there were a lot of great HBO dramas, but The Sopranos is the is like the flagship, and that was like the I think probably the, the most brand recognizable still to this day, with the exception of maybe like Game of Thrones now. But you know, the, there's a, a Sopranos prequel coming out with James Gandolfini's son playing a young Tony Soprano that should oh, be out coming. I think at the end of this year, it's going to be really good. Huh. I'm excited to watch that. Um, but the, the Sopranos itself, like I, what? So you you've heard of this? Why did you choose not to watch this? You. It's it's 2021. Why have you not seen an episode of The Sopranos yet? Uh, You're on I the don't spot, know. Bro. I don't know if I'm. I, I can't really say I'm a big like mobster guy. Um, <laughs> I can't really say I'm a big mobster. A mobster yeah. guy. Mobster guy. Um, you know, I've I've seen a lot of them. You and I have watched a lot of mobster movies. You showed me a lot of mobster. You know. Uh, all that stuff, you, good, good fellows and Donnie Brasco. You've seen all the, so. you've seen all the mobster movies. They stopped making them after like 2004. They just quit. I know. No, I know. no one makes mob movies anymore. Um, I Maybe. don't know. I, 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 I'm not sure. Would I revisit it now? I don't know. Do I? I don't know if I really have an interest in it. Um, I think it always sounded very drama-y. I'm more of like a, a, a high fantasy sci-fi give me something that can't exist in real life, you know? And, and, and that's kind of what, you know, how Game of Thrones dragged me in. Um, You're describing The Sopranos. I mean, it is sci-fi. It is high fantasy. Oh. I mean, it is it is all of those things. But, I didn't realize you know, uh, that. I'll start watching it tonight then. I'll let you know how it goes. <laughs> I, I, was, I was thinking, so I was thinking, thinking about this a lot when we were, because I knew we were going to talk about this, just like the, how, you know, look, we're in 2021. So, you know, ni- 1999 was like a lifetime ago. You know, it was like 20, what, 22, <laughs> yeah. 23 years ago. Ridiculous. Yeah, yeah it really but, was. And then you think if you rewind like 1999, you know, 22 years or so, and you get into those, those 70s, the mob stuff was a big deal in the 70s because it was still going on. Like there's still, you know, you, you turn on the news, and like the mafia crime in New York in the 70s, like the, so you, you can read articles or you can you know watch documentaries like uh, of, there was still like the the heyday of, of the of the mob, and like so there was I think a, more of a cultural fascination with that. You know, The Godfather, and and then mm. in the '80s you got these you know Goodfellas, and you know heading into Casino and Donnie Brasco, and all yeah. these like mob movies. There was like a real fascination with this, and oddly enough, uh, it was a comedy. Analyze this with okay. Billy Crystal and Robert De Niro. Uh, I think they, we saw that in theaters together. Hey, forget about it. You're good, you. Um, <laughs> that that inspired David Chase uh, to make The Sopranos. So like, uh, if oh you're, really? Yeah, so huh. it was kind of like, I wonder if there's a TV show there. Uh, like the idea of like, how do you make a mob, a mob television show that's that's soaked in violence and soaked in this kind of alpha male culture and make it also appealing to women? And so he had this idea huh. uh, that he would 
add this element of more like family, his wife, his kids. How does he balance that with you know the juxtaposition of like a family man and also this like vicious mobster, and you know and and kind of taking that the idea of a of a mobster seeing a shrink and then the Sopranos like that's kind of like the crux of like the you know he's seeing this psychiatrist to deal with these panic attacks and things like that. Uh, this is a show that I think was absolutely revolutionary and just absolutely mind blowing at the time. And I would just watch religiously and then and talk about, and it was very influential in like in terms of the culture and the television uh, shows that got made after it, shows like Breaking Bad and Mad Men and other things. But I don't know how well it's held up. And I have not had an urge to go back and rewatch this at all. And I'm not sure if I would enjoy it. I think I tried to show my wife an episode and it just, it didn't click for her and I it just hasn't been something that's like I've been driven to go back and watch. I'm I think I'm gonna try to watch a little bit of it again before okay uh, the the, pre, the prequel comes out. But I I think that there are certain things that are encapsulations that, of of the time that they were made. We've talked a little bit about this with like Pulp Fiction and certain just like movies or television shows that get made at a at a time in history where there's nothing on television nothing on television doing what The Sopranos did, absolutely nothing. But since then. In the 22, 23 years since then, lots of things have done what yeah. The Sopranos did. And you could argue that people have done it better or in a, in a more universally approachable kind of way. So, it, but as, as a time capsule, like just that, that coming out at that time was, was just, it was crazy. Well, and I remember that Sopranos was talked about by everybody, you know, like even the people everybody. that, even the people that like, like me who, who didn't watch it knew about The Sopranos. Right, and it was, yeah. and it was referenced, and it was talked about, and all this stuff. Was The Sopranos HBO's first big original content? It was the first big like crossover hit, like just like, like no doubt about it, out of the park, like home run hit. There, they they produced original television shows before there, including Oz, which was a couple years before there, that had gotten critical acclaim. Like okay. it was, you know, it was like noticed by people, <clears throat> but not like the cultural phenomenon that The Sopranos became. And Sopranos almost didn't get made. Uh, so David Chase, like uh, in a Vanity Fair article, was talking about how he didn't he didn't want to do television, and this was a common sentiment. TV was kind of looked down as like this sure. kind of subpar medium. Actors didn't want to do it. Directors didn't want to do it. Writers didn't want to do it. He was trying to get out of television and get into movies. Hmm. And you know, H here's HBO going like, "Hey, we, we think you got this great TV show in you." Uh, and, you know, and it was he he said it was actually like the Larry Sanders show, which by the way, a comedy. Uh, starring Gary Shandling and Jeffrey Tambor where he's like a talk show host and it is it is beautiful and that holds up you watch that Gary Shandling is a national treasure may he rest in peace uh he 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 was just uh, just hilarious and his deadpan late night tv host humor I know like like I haven't watched a late night tv show in in decades but (laughs) I'd still I'd still put on a Larry Sanders show that is on HBO Max so you can actually go back and look Okay. But, but David Chase, he liked that show. He admired that show and thought, okay, well, maybe, you know, the HBO's whole thing was like, we're not doing television. It's different. Like this whole tagline here, they weren't just selling that to audiences. They were selling that to creators. Like, hey, there's no one else doing the kind of content that we're doing. Hmm. You're not going to have the freedom to do the kind of, the kind of, the show, the kind of show or the kind of movie that you'll have the freedom to do that here that you won't have anywhere else. And so there was something kind of seductive about that, a little, like almost like a, and, and so, this golden age of HBO, you know, that really kind of kicked off with Oz in 97, but really more so with The Sopranos in 99, it just completely revolutionized television. And then The Wire came on and it is widely considered by a lot of people to be like the greatest television show of all time. 
I, I don't know why you didn't see that, bro. I don't know either. I've heard that, that it's really good. Haven't seen it. Um, it's really good. <laughs> it's really good. You know, I, and I think going kind of back to your, to your, to your last point is, is the HBO like was different because it was this commercial free and it was people had the ability to do like a rated R TV show. Yeah. Um, where you didn't have uh, advertisers and you didn't have, you know, sponsors and things like that that you had to answer to on, you know, oh, well, if we do this, then this advertiser isn't going to want to advertise, so you can't do this. Right. And, you know, being really restricted by, okay, what is being advertised during this show? What's the time slot? What is this? What is that? What are all these different factors that's going into the... ABC original TV shows, you know, like the, the mainstream, okay, you know, Fox original programming, you know, whatever, whatever yeah. it may be that is really uh, not run, but, but heavily influenced by the advertisers. And HBO didn't have that. Sure. So they were able to do stuff that nobody else could do. Mm -hmm. And look, when you think about like, if, if you go back and just stream old television, uh, it was designed to be played with commercials. So like they have these natural like act breaks yeah. where like a character will say something heavy and let it drop like, uh, you know, or, you know, or like, you know, someone's being a jerk and then they get called out and, and then it like, fades to black, like on a commercial, like <laughs> everybody oh, kind of pauses, oh, you know? <laughs> yeah. You know, and to, to have like an hour long television show, 50, 51 minutes, like almost like a mini movie that's just start to finish wall to wall, you know, dialogue and action. And then not only that, but to be able to then tell the story in sequence, because you, you, you couldn't do that on network television. You could, like these shows, it was like, hit the reset button the following week. It was designed that you could pop in, watch an episode, skip, a, skip basically a whole season and come back in and watch another episode and feel like you didn't miss anything. That mm -hmm. these characters just kind of like, you know, Cheers, which I loved as, as a kid, uh, you know, it just, you can kind of pop in and visit the bar and then you can leave and then you come back in and visit and hey there's norm and cliff and sam and you know and some sometimes diane or sometimes shelly long leaves cheers because she doesn't like doing television and wants to have a famous movie career and that doesn't work out and then we get stuck with kirstie alley who turns into a complete crazy person uh in the year 2021 she is absolutely nuts uh scientology stay away but uh anyway uh she's a she is not bad but Shelley Long big mistake leaving television uh, but you know but cheers anyway th my point is is, is that <laughs> the, the whole they, could, they couldn't like tell like uh, you know a, a, an, an arc the way that they could even on sitcoms now where you know where it's a sitcom on Netflix or Hulu or something like that where they know you're going to stream it they know you can binge it so there's these arcs that, that can carry across seasons mm -hmm. but I mean that was like unheard of storytelling that you would watch one episode and you're like I gotta watch the next one like, like, where's the next episode? Like, I need to know what happens to these characters. And you're just kind of following along this story. And, and the Sopranos just had these cliffhangers, including the finale, which was incredibly controversial. Um, which I do I won't remember spoil that. For you guys. I do remember but, that. You know, where it's just kind of, it doesn't end with a lot of closure. Ah, Gandolfini, man, he died too young. He was, he's a really talented actor. Very good. There you go. Um, okay, so so we got Sopranos. You talked a little bit about uh, Wire. Do you want to talk more about Wire? Look, The Wire is is a fantastic TV show, and it is a slow burn. So like, it, it is not a sit on your phone and like 
flip through, you know, text messages or, you know, Instagram or, you know, whatever, you know, Twitter, it's like, it is a, an environment and soaked in a, it is raw, it is gritty, it is interesting. And it is really well done. It is incredibly well acted. Just like every person is just phenomenal. Does it, it hold it, up? I think it absolutely holds up for what it is. Absolutely. Okay. I don't know that you'll watch it at this point. And if you've never seen it, I don't know that in 2021, you're going to pop it on and go, that's the greatest television show of all time. Hmm. But I think you can put it on now and still appreciate that in 2002, that there was nothing doing this, nothing doing this. And the honesty and the, and the way that it attacked like corruption within the police department and within politicians and kind of blurred the lines between you know good guys and bad guys and showing real human sides to all of its characters the good characters the bad characters that there were no heroes it was just kind of like just you know these kind of really well-rounded really well-acted characters i think it absolutely holds up and you can kind of appreciate i think now watching it in 2021 you can appreciate how mind-blowing that would have been at the time the storytelling the writing i think all of that is still going to be really solid um and i i i, w- I would Look, whether it's The Sopranos or The Wire, I think if you've never seen either, if the subject matter even interests you just a little bit, or you just want to get a peek, just a, a peek at what like the cultural phenomenon would have been like back in the day, pop on an episode. Like there are some like uh, just acting performances in, in in both of those shows that are just worth the price of admission. So if you don't look, if you don't end up loving it, you don't have to watch all the seasons. Like just watch a few and be like, oh, that's cool. Like it's interesting. What I would not recommend is like watching one episode of The Wire and then being like, well, it didn't grab me right away, so it sucks. You know, like it does not suck. It's it is it is great. Like you don't have to think it's the greatest TV show of all time. I don't think it's the greatest TV show of all time. Okay. It's but it's really great show. And you can appreciate that without like, you know, it's not like action. It's not wall to wall action. You know, you're not going to sit there and pop on an episode and be like, Woo! you know, it's a lot of talking, a lot of character development, a lot of drama. Um, so, you know. But man, Dominic West and and Lance Lance Reddick, um, oh, you get the Clark Peters is so good in that. Uh, but uh, Omar Omar Little uh, Michael Kenneth, uh, he is just like the absolute like scene stealer. Uh, he comes out. Oh gosh, oh man, My, uh, Michael Kenneth Williams, Idris Elba. Uh, I mean, the whole cast. Gosh, I can just let me just, I just let me just let me open up IMDb. I'll just read you a, ca- a cast list and we'll just go from there. Um, because real, like legitimately everybody in there is, is a, most of them will probably be names, um, that you'll be like, I don't know who that person is, but then you'll see them and you'll be okay. like, Oh yeah, they've been in a ton of stuff and they're just always fantastic. You might know Wood Harris. I don't know if you saw him, you would know him, but he just always like the biggest, I think sure. who's had the best career since then. Cause uh, he was he in Thor. Just, dude, he is dripping. He is dripping in this. He is, he is slick. He is awesome. Uh, I got, I got a, I got a man crush on him. He's, he's, he's my now it was around this time period that I think we started to see some of the other networks start to take maybe similar approaches, right? Like I think of like the show Twenty Four that came out in like early two thousands, right? That was more um, overarching story, yep, less episodic. It's, it's going to leave you, you know, granted it still did, it still had to do commercials and things like that, but was very like, this is one story for the whole season. Yeah. Do you think yeah, that... 20, 24 was really revolutionary for sure. Yeah, I think, I think HBO impacted that. 
and and maybe not like so much like in terms of its creation creation like it wasn't necessarily like the the creators of 24 saw the sopranos or oz and thought okay we're gonna make this show now but just in a network a network saying that can work yeah like that that concept can work for us we can sell that to people um but that was an interesting one because that came out in 2001 uh 24 okay. which you know obviously like at, at a time a very tumultuous time in our country 9 11 all that stuff and then here's this show where jack bauer's fighting terrorists like there was a lot of things that probably went into making that show the success that it was uh and that yeah, had you I'm know sure. that that had like Kiefer Sutherland, so who was a relatively big name, you know, and so, um, you know, I guess just like how much of that was Fox looking at HBO and saying like, okay, look at the type of stuff that HBO is doing, and is that the type of stuff that we can do on our network as well? Yeah, yeah, and like like so Sopranos ended in two thousand seven. And then Breaking Bad started in 2008, and okay. that's like one one of the obvious like just clearly influenced, you know, show show like baton passing. Uh, and if you liked Breaking Bad, then I think that it's a natural like Sopranos is probably a show that you're gonna enjoy at least at least to some extent. Um, I never saw I Breaking think, Bad. Well, wait, look, you haven't seen anything. <laughs> well, well, you know, it's, a TV, it's a TV show. You haven't seen it. Uh, and I think I think there's a real like you could have a real argument about you know what's what's the better show like what like who does this kind of archetype better sure sure uh, you, and you could certainly have that discussion I think it's a, and I think it'd be a fun one I don't think people need to draw like like you can like Pepsi and someone else can like Coke and it doesn't have to be a fight like you can just like like the soda you like you can like Breaking Bad and and not like the Sopranos you can like the Sopranos and not like Breaking Bad you can like both. You can think one's a little bit better than the other. You, you can think that I'm crazy for thinking there's a correlation. That's fine. I you know, always but, said that Pepsi was better and, and, so and swore you know up, up and down by it. so wrong. I, and I was like, Pepsi is clearly better. And then I was walking out of a movie theater one time, and there was a booth that was doing a blind taste test, and I chose Coke. <laughs> I remember that. <laughs> and you still, and still after that, you're like, no, Pepsi's better. And I was like, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> such, a, such a turd. Uh, okay, like so, Mad, so Mad, Men, was, Mad Men was 2007. I know that that took a lot of uh, you know inspiration from sure. you know from HBO shows. Uh, look, Six Feet Under, which by the way debuted in 2001 to 2005. Hmm. To this day, I still think out of all the shows I've ever watched, it has the most satisfying ending to a series i've ever seen it is the hmm. best series finale that i've ever watched and that's that show was hard to watch okay this was at a time i think where like just creating characters who are miserable was interesting on tv you know like that wasn't as prominent as it is now um you know like nbc or whatever network comes out with a show called like a million little things which is supposed to supposed to be about like a million little things that make you sad throughout the day only it's not about a million little things it's about like suicide and infidelity and knocking up your best friend's wife and and drug abuse and alcoholism these are all huge things yeah, uh and so it's just like a bunch like a of you know, show to watch. it's cancer and, and death and it's 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 a, it's not a million little things so but anyway like there was a time where you know like there weren't as many shows done about like people who were just miserable and the people in Six Feet Under are kind of miserable. Hmm. But Michael C. Hall, pre-Dexter, oh, okay. oh boy, oh boy. And Rain Wilson on that show, briefly. Oh, really? Ooh. Yeah, he was great. Uh, that, whole, that, that show, 
there were parts where like that I just found it really hard to kind of get through, and there were ep- there were episodes towards the end that I was just kind of phoning it in, watching it. But the finale, <laughs> the one, the best, the single best finale I've ever seen of a television show ever. Huh. So worth it. I worth it. I think just and look, you can skip episodes, fast forward a little bit, watch <laughs> enough to get an idea, and then watch sure. the finale. I don't I don't know if the finale will have the impact that uh, it did on me if you haven't watched the entirety of the show, but. Look, don't be afraid. Like, for any of these shows, these older shows, don't be afraid to fast forward. Don't be afraid to skip. Don't like it. Just make it through. Make it sure. through. However you can do it, make it through. But um, Carnival came out two thousand three, two thousand five. I love okay. that. Uh, Deadwood uh, that got canceled too fast. That was an interesting show. That and was the Western it, one, uh, right? Deadwood was the, was the Western one that okay. also got canceled too fast. But they did bring that back for like a little movie, and I think uh, there might be some more Deadwood in the works. Um, oh, so. Uh, We'll see. Um, Boardwalk Empire, I thought was interesting. That was 2010 to 2014. Steve Buscemi is Steve just, Buscemi, yeah. He's just really talented. My goodness. Uh, and you want to talk a little bit about Game of Thrones? So yeah. Was, so, so Game of Thrones was really my. I don't want to say my first exposure to HBO because I had been exposed to it, but as far as like HBO's original content, um, that was you know I kept hearing about HBO. Uh, not, not HBO. Hearing about Game of Thrones, um, you know, being kind of on my nerdy websites that are talking about comic books and stuff like that, they're talking about this HBO show, Game of Thrones. And so I'm like, oh, that sounds kind of interesting. And um, I and so I, I think I even didn't start watching it until like season three. When did eight? When did Game of Thrones start? Was it like twenty? Uh, two two eleven. Two thousand eleven. Okay, I was gonna say twelve. Um, so yeah, I probably didn't start watching until 12 or 13, maybe. So I think they must have been on like season three by the time I started watching. Mm-hmm. Um, but that was, um, and at that point, I think I had heard all the spoilers. And so, you know, first, first season stuff wasn't really a surprise because I was like, I know what's going to happen. Um, gotcha. but it was kind of this new okay, I'm, I'm going to watch this and, and every episode is going to be like like a movie. Um, right. and, and it's going to have, you know, um, just really high production values. Yeah, yeah. And especially for someone who doesn't watch a whole lot of TV shows just because I don't have time. Or I think at the time I was watching like a lot of the the DC CW shows like Arrow yeah. and Flash. Don't and so you don't go- have time. Use the number of animated DC things you've seen. Get out of here. <laughs> and so I was watching Gargoyles. It was too. I was too busy. Oh, Gargoyles is such a good show, Charlie. <laughs> Bring that one back. Um, but to, to, to go from like the Flash CW show to like Game of Thrones was like this monumental leap in quality, right? And, and, right. and so, like, and so I, I kind of powered through that, and then you know I was kind of like, okay, I'm I'm in it, and I watched it, you know up until where I was current, and then I brought my wife in. I was like, hey, you gotta, or actually, because because Amy is fully a, I need to read the book before I watch the show. I bought her the series of books for our anniversary, just so that I could then Very watch romantic. the show with her, um, <laughs> and. And so we, we, we did that. Um, so she's never seen the end of the show then? No, we did finish it. Well, like, if, it's, if, the, oh. if the book's not available, like, what do you do? Oh, do you, you, wait, do? you wait 10 years for him to finish. 
the books I, the the book's going to be way different from the show is what i know George I think it should be finished i think uh let's see 2029 i believe is his, his oh, due date man. so that, that sounds pretty early to me um, yeah right and so and so game of thrones was kind of the big introduction to original content really high quality of, of hbo stuff yeah that's that's cool. I, look, I loved Game of Thrones once I finally watched it. I, I'll admit, I started the first season, and I watched it, and I was like, <sighs> I think I got more into it than you did. Yeah, I tapped out, and then and then I tried to watch it a second time, and I got I made it to the second season, and then I, <sighs> <laughs> and, and finally. And it was like Amy's like no we got to watch this and we watched the we watched together and we we powered through and it really wasn't maybe even until the third season where I was like okay okay all right yeah. let's do this let's let's go all the way and then that last season just like back in the day with Dave uh you know my friends like uh Daniel and Simon and Jane we uh we Tao we all get together and we would just watch an episode a week we even had like this little uh like who's gonna die predictions yeah the like who will pool. be on the iron throne yeah exactly which character is going to die is anyone it was it was almost a little it was that last season was a little disappointing but um we can we can talk about that another time i guess uh but that was uh it was it was really like it was fun to have a show that felt a little bit more like those previous hbo shows where it was like an event sure. uh, like, oh, come on let's, let's all gather around let's let's watch this together and there really haven't been a lot of those tv shows sense that really i've I felt like that once a week like let's do this that's another thing by the way these were not these were shows that were not designed necessarily to be binged sure and there i do i do think that there is a fatigue factor that comes in when you're dealing with characters that are uh flawed like heavily flawed as like part of the premise and then you try to sit down and power through i think i made that mistake with like breaking bad the first time i tried to watch that okay where i'm just trying to kind of power through these seasons and after a while, I just got really sick of the characters. I'm just like these, oh, just, I, I hate everyone. I kind of hate all of these characters and I want nothing but bad things for all of them. Uh, and you know, the once a week is like, it's a nice, you you watch it and you're like, wow. And yeah. then you take a break and you palate cleanse and then you come back. It's like eating, it's just like eating dessert or, or you know, whatever, like it's just all steak or whatever, you know, just whatever, pick, pick your analogy. After a while, it's like, okay, I need a palate cleanser. Sure. You know, so I, I sitting down to power watch The Wire or The Sopranos that may not work for you, or you know, Deadwood. If you're like if you're a fan of westerns, by the way, Deadwood is so good, so good. Uh, all right, you want to talk a little comedy, bro? You want to talk a little comedy? Yeah, let's talk some comedy. Boop, boop. All right, first and ten, do it again. Was like a, a football show that came out like in 1984 and 1991. I was teasing Brody before we started. Never saw. That was like a wildly inappropriate show for me to watch uh, <laughs> when I was a kid. Uh, From you know, 84 <laughs> to what? 91. Yeah, you so weren't I was, that I was old either. I was young. Yeah, and it would just be on like randomly like late at night and I would watch it and these football players getting drunk at bars and, you know, it's, it's nudity and, and there's, you know, drug abuse and stuff. And I'm just like a little kid going, oh, it's funny. They're, they play football. I like football. You know, that kind of, it was, uh, uh, <laughs> I love the kids in the hall, which uh, if, you've, if you've ever seen an episode of that. You, on, you and I right? watched a lot of that when back in the day. I do remember I'm watching that. Did we did we watch it on HBO? Yeah, that, that was we on HBO. On? Oh, okay. Yeah. So um, I still for whatever reason like the sketch that I always think of is like the one where the guy's like having really trouble getting a job and like having a hard day and everything's going wrong and then someone walks up to him and he's like, "Excuse me, but have you tried wearing pants?" And then the camera pans down and he's just not wearing any pants. Uh, <laughs> and then it's like then he goes and tries on a bunch of pants and his whole life gets better with pants. So there's 
It was not even not not even like top ten of their sketches of all time. Not even close. But for that's the oh, it's always the one I think of. Uh, they had so many so many funny shows, and that's coming back, or maybe it already is. Is back. it really? Um, uh, oh, they're, they're making all more so of that. Old. But so good, like the all all of them were very funny. Very and funny. They've all gone on to have like nice careers. Um, yeah. You know, uh, so uh, you know some is a little is all the kids in the hall. Is that all on HBO? Yeah. Oh, and it yeah, back. it is back. Twenty twenty one. It is back. So, no, but like I the, the previous it stuff, it's all. Yeah, I think it's all. all oh, you okay. know what? I'm going to double check that right now. But uh, okay. I'm pretty sure it's all there. Okay. Um, so then, as far as as comedies, I know what. I, uh, it's probably on your list. I don't know anything earlier, but Silicon Maybe it's not on there right now. Silicon Valley was one of my favorites. I believe I mentioned that in our top ten favorite sitcoms of all time. Mm-hmm. Is it not on there? Yeah. No, no. Kids in the Hall is not on there right now. Oh, So I guess it hasn't debuted yet. Okay. I wonder, are, are the old ones anywhere? Are they just... They, they got to be somewhere. I have I have some DVDs. So if you got, if anyone wants to come over and watch. Okay. Um, All right. But it's filming now. So it'll be... It should be out sometime. Okay. Or maybe... Oh, maybe, oh, maybe it's a yacht. Wait. Is it not going to be on HBO, the new one? Oh, it's on Amazon Prime, the revival. Oh, oh interesting. So, so they probably got they probably bought out the rights to the whole the old episodes too. Interesting. Shoot, okay. I just thought for sure that would be HBO because that's where I watched it all the first time. Well, um, we will talk about Amazon Prime in our streaming episode coming up in a couple of weeks. <laughs> Kids in the hall, so fun. Yeah, all, it right. Was all right. So I'm sorry, you were talking about Silicon. So Valley. Silicon Valley, that was, I, that was coming out right around the same time as uh, Game of Thrones. You said, and so. Um, when I would subscribe to HBO for like a month or two just so I could get through Game of Thrones, Silicon Valley, I had also heard, was very funny and was very nerdy, but in a like actual kind of nerd way, not in a um, Big Bang Theory kind of way where it's like, haha, we're kind of making fun of the nerds, but, you know, like... Uh, Silicon Valley was like coding and computers and, and all this stuff. And so when I heard that, I was like, oh, I'll check it out. And that ended up being one of the funniest shows I ever saw. I enjoyed that show. I did not like the finale. But I, no, I, don't, you I didn't. don't like I didn't care for the way they ended that show. Oh, I thought it wrapped up fine. I was fine with it. I'm not now, saying it, like it, did, it was. Look, hey, that's actually great. The way you just said it is my exact feeling. It wrapped up fine. Fine. It was fine. Fine is a, is a good word. It's a good thing. It's not. No, fine is not. We've talked about this. Fine is not a compliment. It is like the adequacy. It is like not bad. I thought it's it all, wrapped up fine. well. Is that better? Fine. I mean, no, I, I, I disagree. I think it was fine. Okay. Well, the season one season finale was probably one oh, of the great. funniest things I've ever seen. Yeah, it was fantastic. It was so good and and so then whenever like a new season of game of thrones would come out every year we would simultaneously go through all the game of thrones and the silicon valley and so that got like lumped into my hbo viewing it's a good way to do it i wonder if um if uh i'm forgetting his name the gentleman who died after season one uh if he had if he had lived uh I like I liked his Peter Gregory. I liked his character, yes. and I think it would have fit the show better. If he had uh, yeah, I I think that 
um, they kind of injected uh, the the gal who was a very similar character. I think yeah. it, I think it was the same. I think it would have gone kind of the same path. I, I don't. Maybe. I think she kind of put her her spin on it. But I, I like uh, she was great. Like the actress was fine. And but yeah, I don't know. Anyway, we can talk about Silicon Valley another time. But uh, yeah, that was a good show. But it's a um, good show. I really liked it. Uh, they had another sketch show on HBO called uh, Mr. Show with Bob and David with like Bob Odenkirk and David Cross. Okay. If you ever watched any of those episodes, it was pretty funny. Uh, do you know who those those people are? So Bob Odenkirk, he's he's had he's had a yes. very nice career, but Breaking Bad and then yeah. David Cross, you know, Arrested Development. Come on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know David Cross. All right. He blew himself. Yeah. All right. Okay. All right. Uh, Dream On was like a, a sitcom I didn't, I didn't that ran get that like... far. I got through season one of Arrested Development. Yeah. You only watched one season, and you uh, stopped. Yeah, I haven't watched it in like a couple months. I think. Does it get better after one season? better it, the, first of all the first season's phenomenal yeah it's so, good I mean, it was good phenomenal yes uh and then the second season great and then the third season great idiocy that that was canceled idiocy and then you don't have to watch anything after the third season oh okay you don't have to watch the netflix bringing it back oh okay all right but one day i'll three get seasons there. one day i'll get fantastic there. uh dream on was like 1990 to 1996 it was like the creators of Frame, uh, Friends, the Crane Brothers, uh, okay. a lot of a lot of prominent guest stars, and this was kind of like their sitcom um, that you cannot find anywhere. It is not on HBO Max. You cannot buy the DVDs. Hmm. It doesn't exist. Uh, I think it has to do with like the rights, because the, the format that they told stories was like all these clips of old television shows. So oh, like every really? thought he had was like, you know, some like 1940s or 1950s, you know, Western or things like then to help kind of like narrate the story like his it was like his imagination because he grew up watching television interesting um so i can't i i remember enjoying that as a youngster but i was also way too young to watch that show i think you've talked about this before haven't you? and i'd love to watch more i do have like there exists like a best or not a best of but season one season two is on dvd and i do have that but then the next like four or five seasons four or five gee whiz gone so wow crazy uh but Larry Sanders show, I highly, highly recommend. Watch it. Okay. If you don't if you don't know who Gary Shandling is, he he's hilarious. Look him up, watch some YouTube clips of him. Gary Shandling, National Treasure. May he rest in peace. Arliss was fun as a sports fan, uh, with Robert Wool. A lot of like real, you know, athletes went on that show and Sandra O oh is always great and Michael Bowman. It was like a, it was it was a pretty good show. Hmm. Um, I watched Bored to Death. Did you watch Bored to Death with uh, like Ted Danson and all right man? Watch that Netflix DVDs back in the day. <laughs> uh, you know, Veep, Veep was is is, is like I've heard just, good uh, things about Veep. It is it is like both like entirely hilarious and also like really depressing because it's like I think pretty accurate depiction of a lot of like the political realm, mm. uh, and so it'll kind of like it'll hurt your soul a little bit, but also it's very funny and okay. Julie Lewis Dreyfus, she, she, she's just. Um, you know, I, I didn't watch Sex in the City. I kind of missed that uh, phenomenon. I, my little sister loves that. She's got all the DVDs, and you know, she's she's excited for the. I think it's it's coming back. It's coming back. Miranda Mirandaless Sex in the City. Yeah. So. Oh. That was a big one. Pete, a lot of people talked about hit. Sex in the City, though. That was yeah. That was like one of those cultural. I probably things. would have liked it if I'd watched it. I just I didn't. It was like in that window. I think there was like that. I missed True Blood. I missed uh, Trem. I missed. You know, oh, the... true. Was True Blood an HBO one? Yeah, 
There's, there's I, had, like a certain... I had started watching that. I'm sure. I'm sure they were all kind of good and fine. I, I just there was like a window of things that I missed. The, I didn't watch Tenacious D, Ballers. No, I have no interest in Ballers. I, I, you might like. It's got the rocks. So you might like Ballers. I don't know. <laughs> Entourage. I don't. Know. Now, uh, um, Flight of the Concourse is something I want to watch, but I haven't seen that. But I want to watch that one. I think this would fall under the, under the drama. But did you ever watch Westworld? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's kind of like a, a it's a current a current running one. So I watched the first. Is, is that is that like because you seem to have like a list of like dramas? Yeah. So and like comedies. so th- these are all kind of like so the ones that we've talked about so far are all ones that are done. Okay. Uh, then well, that I'll let you kind of. And then we'll, we'll hit the current here in a second. Okay, okay. You know, there's like there's like anthology shows like Tales from the Crypt, the mind, which right? I I loved as a kid. You had mentioned this in our in our pre meeting, um, and I didn't know it was an HBO thing. I don't know how I didn't know, but like I I remember watching. It must have been on syndication on you yeah. know like uh, I don't know Fox on like eleven o'clock at night or something like that. You know, and and so I. I remember watching it on TV, and that was one of the ones I recorded um, on VHS. Yeah, that's it's like it was a it was entertaining when I was a kid. <laughs> Loved the Crypt Keeper. <laughs> so uh, that's that's not on HBO Max. So I don't know I don't know oh, what's what, what that. I don't know where that is. There's a a lot of these like like late '80s, early '90s things. I don't huh. know. I don't know what it is, but they they don't exist. Like you. You can't go watch First and Ten on HBO Max. You're not watching Dream On. You're not watching these old Kids in the Hall episodes. Uh, you're not watching Tales from the Crypt. So I'm not sure where those things are. I, I almost wonder if HBO was sort of acting as the distributor more than Could like be. the producer. And so there was another company that kind of produced it. And then HBO was like, hey, that's fine. You produce it. And then we'll just yeah. air it on HBO. And then whenever that contract ran out, it, the rights kind of went back to the producer and HBO was kind of like, yeah. well, you know, it's it's there as we were just distributing it. What? Sorry, you just hit your microphone. I uh, did. It was, a, it was a loud gong. Was it? <laughs> Bong. <laughs> Shoot. All right, everybody, everybody drink. Brody hit his microphone. Um, it happens. So, so currently on HBO, and I don't know which, which of these you've seen. So Westworld... Secession, um, Euphoria, His Dark Materials, Perry Mason, The Nevers, In Treatment. So there's a lot of uh, interesting dramas on right now. But you said specifically Westworld's one that you like. Westworld so I liked that. a lot. Um, a, it's sci-fi. B, it's uh, Jonathan Nolan. Um, and it's Christopher's son, right? It's, it's his brother. And C, it's Jonathan Nolan. So I was like, I'm in. Did you it's do a, Jonathan Nolan twice? Yeah, because he's okay. that important. <laughs> no, I, I, I really like, you know, I started watching it because it was like, oh, you know, Jonathan Nolan's doing a, a sci-fi for HBO. Right. Oh, well, okay, I'll watch that. You know, and then it was really interesting. And it's one of those ones that I have, I'm all caught up. I got through season three. Um, and it's one of those ones that I'm like, I think I need to watch that again. Because, because it's it's you know, both Jonathan Nolan and Christopher Nolan are you know, not always the clearest, um, and and require multiple viewings to really take things in. But that's why I love it. I love it. 
So I, I've really enjoyed Westworld. Um, even like season three that was quite different from the rest, from seasons one and two, because it kind of branched out into the real world and stuff like that. Um, really enjoyed that. So yeah, there's, there's like my, my modern HBO show is, is Westworld. And I, I guess there's going to be more. I thought that, that season three might have been it. But uh, I was really worried, like as I was watching season three, I was like, okay, I don't even want to check to see if they've announced a season four because I don't know if that's going to like spoil the ending. <laughs> you know. <laughs> so I had to wait until I was done with the season before I could even check to see if they were doing a season four. And they are. Yeah. So season four is coming hey. at some point. So, I, I, there's, so I'm behind a lot of the... So I didn't have HBO for a long time. And I just recently, you know, when we started doing this, I, I got back on the HBO train. Okay. So I've been catching up on things that i missed like i'd missed veep and i'd missed silicon valley so i i was kind of like going back and watching that which now i've got a little bit of a hole so i've seen the first season of westworld and i really did enjoy that um and my wife and i started watching the second season and then we kind of lost track of it and then enough time had passed where it was like okay we're gonna probably have to start the second season (laughs) and then enough time passed where it was like do we need to start the first season over uh, and so we just haven't gotten back to that yet. Gotcha. Uh, I want to watch. I want to watch the session. Uh, I, I did watch Perry Mason because I grew up. Like I grew up on these like, you know, grizzly grizzly private eye shows. Now Perry yeah. Mason back in the day was like, you know, Raymond Burr and is an attorney. And this is like, <laughs> this ain't your grandfather's Perry Mason. You know, he's out here, and it, it, it's a, it's a, he's a gruff. He's a gruff guy. Is he like young uh, and attractive? They, no, I mean, uh, I, I'm he, like he's a he's a fine looking man, but uh, no, it it's more like it's, it's it's like the very first thing it's a is a, there's a dead baby like within the first like you know ten minutes of the show like they're going out of your way like just to just to just to let and you know as a viewer scene. <laughs> this is not gonna be like the Perry Mason you're used to. He's not like an attorney right away. He's like a, a down on his luck private eye. There's he's boozing and he's. He's trying to do some grifty things, and okay. you know, and, and and it kind of is. I I enjoyed it. Like I, I kind of sounds like I didn't enjoy it. I, I enjoyed it, um, but certainly not like if. Oh, if you liked the old Perry Mason, you like the new Perry Mason, because this ain't your grandpa's Perry Mason. Sure. Perfect, perfect Perry Mason impression. <laughs> I can do. I can do any impression you want, bro. That was I perfect. Know. I don't think I've ever seen Perry any Mason. Perry Mason. So that was him. Thank you, Perry Mason. I believe you. Uh, my mom is constantly trying to get me to watch in treatment. Uh, which used to be on for a while with like Gabriel Byrne and is now back. Okay. I have not watched that, but um, you know it, that that's something that I might consider. The, are you going to watch the Nevers? I don't know. I, I should. You know, I think you. I should. You watched it. I haven't watched it, but I feel like you should because we, when we're doing a content-driven show like this, it, it's better content if we say yes. I have seen that, and I and I I have opinions about it versus like maybe I'll get to it. So you, being a superhero guy, this is a show where is it get, about like, superheroes? Well, they get touched and they get abilities. It's like a it's an ability show. It's okay. an ability show. Isn't you know, it like in Victorian era or something like that? Uh, they can't have abilities back in Victorian era. You gotta you gotta oh, oh, abilities are only for for modern people. I don't know. I don't know. Um, I remember reading about the Nevers, which is the Joss Whedon thing, and it kind of came out around the time that there was a bunch of accusations on Joss Whedon, and I felt really bad because it was like, it was it was like, oh man, like this whole show is gonna kind of suffer 
because it's now connected to Joss Whedon and, and all yeah. this stuff. And, and so uh, I haven't seen it. I, I, you know, I don't know if it's, I, I honestly, I don't really know sci-fi, anything bro. about it. Sci-fi. Sci- I do like sci-fi. The series is set in Victorian era London and follows a group of people, mostly women, Victorian. known as the touch who suddenly manifest abnormal abilities. So, okay. You know, quick fisted widow and her best friend who are a brilliant inventor. You know, anyway, it's, uh, people seem to, you know, people like it. Sci-fi. I might, I might check that out. Um, you know, there's, there's comedy, like long running comedies, like Curb Your Enthusiasm, which is, I, I think both hilarious and also an incredibly hard show to watch. Okay. Um, it's, it, it just makes you anxious because he just <laughs> does these things and, and it's just, it's like just anxiety inducing. Have you watched any Curb Your Enthusiasm? No, I've never seen a Curb Your Enthusiasm. You would hate it. Really? You would hate it. You would hate because you would feel so uncomfortable. You're a guy, you're a guy more so than even than me who just feels uncomfortable watching un- people who are uncomfortable on the screen doing things that are yeah. cringy and uncomfortable. Yep, that's the whole premise of the show. It's all very uncomfortable, and you watch. It's like Seinfeld, but like much, much worse mm. uh, in terms of like the the level of like discomfort that the humor derives from. It is a tough. Like I tried to binge this one, and it was just like oh, so. Man. At some point, I was like, oh, I. I it's just I can't, I, I'm, but it's very funny. Uh, so if if you've never if you've never seen an episode, try it for yourself because you may you may enjoy it. That's all right. I just, I'm gonna take I, your word for it on that. No, one. but I want I want you to watch one episode so you can just report back. Uh, just try one try one episode and just report back your your thoughts. Uh, uh, <laughs> uh, Barry's on our list of things that uh, my wife and I are about to get to. That's uh, I'm interested in that one. But there's there's a lot of interesting shows on there right now. We they're putting out a lot. They're putting loved. out a lot of stuff right now. Yeah, I mean there is so much original content. You know, I mean like, like Watchmen. I haven't watched. Wouldn't mind watching it. Like you oh, know, it, yeah. like getting superhero stuff. Um, I don't know if that was kind of on your list of things that was. That was no, yeah, this is a whole. Yeah, we can talk about it all, bro. Talk but about there's, it all. but there, there, like there is so much original content that HBO is putting yeah. out right now, especially with uh, HBO Max and. and you know where they kind of said okay we've got hbo go we've got um all these different you know we got like the dc universe uh original content stuff and all these kind of different branches of warner media that they have now brought in where now like hbo max is is really like this kind of powerhouse app and and we'll you know kind of like what we've talked about we're gonna we're gonna go into kind of the streaming service as a whole as opposed to kind of highlighting different content like this episode but there's a lot of stuff on there yeah it's a powerhouse app unless you try to pause it or rewind in which case the whole universe breaks and shuts down yeah uh, at least on my playstation or even just like loading it and trying to navigate it i i have a (laughs) roku tv and by golly, that is the slowest app on the whole TV. Is is the HBO app? Yeah. No, the, 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 the Mayor of East Town was a big deal. Like, I, I appreciate that they're trying to recapture a little bit of that, like water cooler nature of the buzz, like with, with doing these mystery shows, like Flight Attendant, uh, on the Undoing, uh, Mayor of East Town, and whether or not you end up watching those or even liking those, just the idea of, of like what's something that can get a little bit of buzz and then doing a short run miniseries. I think is a really smart approach where you're kind of like balancing that against higher budget kind of more, you know, whether it's superhero content or, you know, other kind of like just more grand scale stuff, but be it sci-fi or fantasy or action or whatever, having these kind of like, 
you know, kind of slow unfolding, brooding mystery shows is it's great. Like we, my wife and I loved watching Mayor of Easttown, um, which, you know, was not a perfect show, but it was very enjoyable. Kate Winslet was just phenomenal in it. Uh, it's the whole thing, all incredibly well acted. It was the whole, it was very moody, but it was like beautiful cinematography. Hmm. Um, you know, like I did not like The Undoing. Uh, we watched watched an episode of it. I don't know what that is. Uh, with, it was like with Hugh Grant and um, oh, okay, and, uh, and I think Nicole, was it Nicole Kidman. Um, yeah, Nicole. Final answer, Nicole Kidman. But it was like a, a murder thing, and and I, and we watched the first episode, and I was intrigued, and I was talking to my older sister who'd seen it all, and I was like, look, this it seems okay. As I will be happy with however the mystery unfolds, as long as it's not this. <laughs> and, I, and I kind of blurred out the end, the only ending that I would absolutely hate, and she kind of. And she's just quiet, and she's like, <laughs> and I'm like, all right, I'm not watching that. Um, so, but uh, you know, people, people, I mean, it was cool. Like, just it's what I was like, five episodes, six episode runs of things are neat. Like, it, it builds you enough suspense; it doesn't drag the story on too long. Uh, you know, some sh- shows like The Killing, I think, kind of it was hard, like multiple seasons, like on one crime i think people got a little fatigued and it's hard to make an ending that's satisfying to justify the amount of buildup over like you know 24 episodes to like find the killer of one you know one mystery so doing it on these kind of shorter run stuff i think was really interesting i I hope they do another season of flight attendant i think they will um that was enjoyable i think you would like flight attendant out of all the ones i just talked about that that i appreciate about hbo and and how they have impacted the season length of of series is that they're like you know what we're good with about 10 episodes there's some seasons of shows that are like 24 episodes if you try to get me to watch a season that has 24 episodes i can't do it 24 hour long episodes my goodness man and birdie birdie needed 24 to really be like 12 or or 8 like eight an, hours of Jack an, Bauer, an, an HBO show with ten episodes. I could do that. I'm glad that Disney okay. Plus has kind of followed. Oh, great! That, that's that. that's good to hear. So then you could pop on the Sopranos and the Wire and start reporting back on a. We can do a whole live stream of Brody watching uh, some of the great HBO shows. Sopranos was also like eight seasons, though. You, again, just watch one episode, and either you're gonna you're gonna like it, and those, and you're gonna say, oh, it's only this many seasons or you watch an episode and you're like it's not really for me that's okay and that's how fine. many how many seasons it. was the wire uh see the wire was uh, five seasons i believe well, that's not too bad i guess or seven it might have been seven. Oh, seven is too long man come on <laughs> that like crosses the line five episodes <laughs> doable seven uh i can't catch up no, with that it, no, you can though, because they're they're it's uh they're short run seasons. What is like what eight episodes? Six okay, episodes. Okay, let me let, <laughs> let, let me okay let me let me lay down the skinny here for you. So the wire was only five five seasons, as I stated. Okay. And then each episode is what roughly, you know, so let's say fifty minutes, and so then long. each. Well, <laughs> it's not that long. <laughs> <laughs> come on bro and then each each season's what like 10 episodes that's no not that's not that bad that's not that bad 
Maybe or maybe twelve or thirteen episodes a season. It look it, it doesn't it doesn't matter. That's still not that bad. You know, it, it's it's the twenty plus episodes in a season. That that's what just if I see if I'm going through one of these streaming services and I'm like, oh, that sounded like a cool show, and then I go and it's like, oh, four seasons. Oh, and every season is twenty five episodes. I'm like, no, sorry, I don't have time for that. Yeah, <laughs> uh, it's it was a like it it was a really good show, and I I do think that you can appreciate it. Okay, what the wire? Right. I was thinking about this. I was thinking about this with the wire. Like, okay, because you you and I have talked about Godfather before on yes, this podcast, we and have. and and just kind of how how I feel like that's a hard sell to today's to today's youth. Uh, and I I can I can picture my parents sitting around with their parents and talking about um I, I, I like, there's like a hair like in my eye and i cannot get rid of it and every time i do this and i think okay i've gotten rid of the hair i can still see it just like dangling over my eye but i think i i think i just finally got it i don't see um, it so, oh yeah that's fine but but like my like my, my dad and his dad sitting around someday and his dad going oh well gone with the wind is just a great movie and and people will always love it and same with Casablanca and same with Citizen Kane. How could anyone not ever love Citizen Kane? It's sure. one of the greatest movies of all time. Maybe even the best one ever made. And my dad's saying, well, yeah, it's great. And I like it. But also I'm going to have a son named Charlie and he's never going to watch it. <laughs> His life is, and he's going to feel very, very happy as, as an adult that he's never seen Gone with the Wind and that he's never watched Citizen Kane. Uh, and one day his friend, uh, Top Cat's going to talk him into watching Casablanca and he's going to watch it and he's going to go, I don't get what the big deal is. It's I mean, like it's it's all right. It's it's not a terrible film. It's not a great film. I I missed it by maybe like forty years of a time where it would have been great. I realized that my kids probably won't care for when Harry met Sally, and I'll be like, no no no, it was brilliant. It's my favorite movie of all time. The, the, the march of time is relentless. Athletes get better. The favorite athlete of your generation is nothing compared to the the athletes that will come. I'm sorry to say. Uh, you know, Mike Trout is the greatest baseball player I've ever seen play. And I'm sure in 40 years when I'm still saying, Mike Trout, uh, there will be guys who are, are hitting literal shots and, and, and home runs into the moon. Uh, it, it is phenomenal. Movies get better. TV shows get better. Music gets better. Uh, but that doesn't mean you can't, that doesn't, but we're talking preference. That doesn't mean you can't prefer the stuff of your youth. I just, but my point here is is that you know maybe there's uh, element of the Sopranos or The Wire that uh, you can appreciate as like a Citizen Kane or Gone with the Wind, an intellectual experience into into a time capsule of what the greatest television show of 1999 was like. What was that like? So you mean you're a youngster? Well, not too young because if you're a youngster, you probably shouldn't watch The Sopranos. <laughs> uh, my children, if you're watching this, you're not watching The Sopranos yet. <laughs> Someday, if you're interested, we can watch it together. But not today. Uh, you know, but, but you know, if you're, you're a little older, maybe you pop it on, check it out. But how can I watch Sopranos or The Wire when I need to rewatch Westworld? I got a solution for that. Okay. Don't rewatch Westworld. <gasps> watch one of the ones you haven't seen. I don't know, Charlie. Problem solved. I don't know. I, I don't know. I did it. I fixed it. All right. Charlie, were there, were there any other shows that you wanted to highlight so, kind of on this thing, i guess or? i guess the last one i was true detective was another like anthology one that i thought was really had its ups and downs but overall really good never saw it you know you, you could watch it you could 
take it or leave it. Uh, each, each it's an anthology show, so each uh, season's different. Okay. Uh, so you can kind of pick and choose. But look, there, there's a lot of great content. There's some 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 of the ones that we've highlighted. There's other ones that we didn't even mention. Uh, that's one of the beautiful things about about any of these streaming services is you can really curate kind of like the movies and television shows to the experience and then your tastes that you like. If you watch stuff, just give you know give it a fair chance, a fair shake. I would say that if you have if you watch a couple episodes of The Sopranos or The Wire and you don't like it, you're probably not going to fall in love with it later. I think they are very strong in terms of like the tone and like right from the jump all the way through is pretty consistent. Uh, I think there are shows that take a while to find their footing, and I'm not. And certainly these are character-driven shows, so the more you get to know the characters, the better the show gets. But like just in terms of like the writing and the tone, uh, it's not one that I think that you need to watch a lot of episodes to realize this isn't for me. Or this is for me but remember just because it's not your thing doesn't mean it sucks sure sure now now charlie if you had to recommend one show for people to watch in all of the hbo what would be the one show that you think people could watch Oof. you do That's... this all the time to me with comic books so it's only fair that i do it to you okay look i, I i'm gonna i'm gonna cop out and i'm gonna, I'm gonna say it really just depends on on the person. No, but you if, can't if you're do telling that. Me, if you're telling me like, okay, you're an alien and you beam down to this planet. Yes. You have you've never seen any of the content available on HBO, and you're like, what's content? Uh, what are these things you call television shows? I would say watch The Wire. Okay. Five all five seasons. I mean can't watch just one it's like eating one pringle i mean no you can, can one. i've only seen one season of arrested development yeah but if you're looking if you're looking for a comedy try the larry sanders show or uh silicon valley brody really likes silicon valley got a thumbs up from me deep yeah very funny silicon valley at least get through the first season because that finale is great and look this is where you know like i know we we don't have like a huge uh you know audience base here but if you're if you're watching this and you have questions about certain shows is this good hit us up in the comments and we'll be glad to interact with you let you know like we can talk a little keep, keep the conversation going a little bit uh you can slide into brody's dms uh you know but uh we'd love to interact maybe we missed a show maybe your favorite show maybe you're like i can't believe you've never seen true blood that is the greatest vampire teen drama of all time i saw a couple episodes of it i don't know i saw a couple episodes is it a teen drama that's not fair it's probably like a 20 something no i think it's like a 20 something drama it's not it's not a teen drama not a teen there's way too much nudity for it to be teens that's weird it's it's a tv show you can really sink your teeth into (laughs) hb oh my goodness did he just make that joke yes he he did did. yes he did all right well hey thank you for tuning in uh below me as always are some other videos from talk talk punch feel free to click on some of our other content and keep the party rolling also make sure you click on the like and subscribe beneath my man man brody over there oh brody hansen trying to figure it out what pointing pointing places I'm pointing at you. I'm pointing at the videos. I'm pointing at the videos. All right. Well, anyway, like and subscribe, and we will see you next time. All right. Tech Tech Punch. Ah, bye-bye.